Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You're tuned to listening to United to the Moose. This is the Cinematic Odyssey. Um, you know, back after uh, that great, great uh, film we reviewed last week. That was the City of God. Can't get over that. Um, but here this week, I'm going to be talking about the Safety Brothers. Good time. Okay. Safety Brothers, good time. Uh, we talked about their latest film, Uncut Gems, and one of our, I think it was our third or fourth episode. Yeah, third episode. So it's been quite some time since uh, we've talked about them. Um, and I know, I remember Max not really enjoying Uncut Gems. Yep. And I think that's the same opinion that is held for this one as well which is highly unfortunate but it's yeah. okay it's okay we're all entitled to our opinions <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm playing <laughs> so but, uh, what did you think of the film Tristan oh I mean I love it this is the second time or no not second time it's like the third time watching it um I love it um I saw it for the first time in like tw- I think it was the same year I watched Uncut Gems. It was either that year or 2020. I I watched Good Time. And I didn't like it as much as Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Um and I think over the the more times that I've seen it, I've liked it and enjoyed it a lot more. Um but I, I will say that I think Uncut Gems is a better written film um, because I think the character of Howard Ratner is, at least in my opinion, a lot more interesting and more layered. And he's just more fun to watch rather than Robert Pattinson's uh, Connie. Um, but that isn't to say that his character is like, bad like badly written he, the writing is very good in this film but uh yeah i think um i think these last two films that they have made and i haven't i haven't seen anything outside of these two so i need to watch you know daddy long legs and um uh there's another film that they made but yeah i need to watch those other two to kind of get a more holistic view of their filmography and like the artistic steps that they have taken in their career up until this point, because I don't know if they started making films like this because you know these Uncut Gems and Good Time aesthetically share they're like identical the way that they're shot, edited, um, and you know directed, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's a good time. I was waiting for you to make that. I was waiting. I was hoping that was going to come. <laughs> it's a great time. It's a great time. I'll be honest. I was expecting a little bit more. I, I, I was expecting a little bit more good times. Not necessarily um, watching folks fall off of 12th floor balconies times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I mean, 
<clears throat> I I will be honest though. I I I do think that this is better than uncut gems. And I don't know if this is because I got this one or whatever, or at least I got something from it. Um, and I didn't really from Uncut Gems. Um, but you're, you're very right. They are very, very similar films. Uh, very, very, like, synthesized electronic score. Um, again, lots of close shots. Lots of very conversational talking. Not as many uh, F-bombs as in Uncut Gems, but... Uh, you know, still, like, good, good dialogue that's important and valid. My, I think I, I found out what my issue is with the Safties, and I think it was uh, in this one. They, they, I, I find that they don't, like, the maxim for film is, like, show, don't tell. You don't have to tell me something if you can show me something. And save yourself the breath and the space and the time to say a line. And you can just show it. I think sometimes that the Safties forget to show as well. Um, I, I think they are uh, of the assumption that we can make an educated guess, which I get. But sometimes I'd like a little bit more than that. Um, for example, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is in the film. She plays a woman that Connie apparently knows. Was I clear on that relationship? No. Are they dating? I guess. I mean, it that part was never clear to me. The initial bank robbery never clear to me. Like what the motive was there. I mean, it it does I guess come clear later on, and it it maybe part of it is they don't really need a motive. It's just based on class. But what I think Uncut Gems and Good Time do a lot of, and they do it very well, is focus on people that either aren't very morally good or are just kind of, like, inhabiting the night. Like, think fallen angels, but not about love. Mm. About, like, drug deals. <laughs> no, like, I think about... Like, chaos and bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, they're, they're both full of it. And I, I, I think that works really... That's kind of their mode. They're looking at, like, the, the, the tale of the person who's... Um, lower middle class or lower class, um, in poverty, paycheck to paycheck, having to resort to crime in order to, um, you know, pay the bills. But... Not in, you know, a slum outside of Rio de Janeiro, but instead it's like, what is that? It's like outside of New York City, Nassau County. That's like Long Island. Yeah. I mean, Howard Ratner is not poor, though. He's he's pretty rich. True, but, but he's he also... In he's in debt to yeah. some gangsters, but we're not talking about gambling that. Gambling addict. Connie, Connie is poor. Yes. We get that impression. He is impoverished. He doesn't have his parents, and he has a brother, Nick, who is mentally disabled. I don't know what exactly is his d disability. Yeah. Um, but there's something up with him. So we, you know, we've, we're open. The film opens with him 
in some sort of like uh, like uh, therapy session. I don't not therapy. Yes. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, but he's with like a teacher of some sort. Yeah, he it's a psychiatrist. I mean, they're trying to. I guess they they think they're trying to get like the nature of his disability or what that is. Yeah. Because it's never made, we never see a diagnosis, or we never hear anybody say what exactly is uh, he has. Yeah. But anyways, you know, we see him talking to to his psychiatrist or whatever, and we see him over time, like during this conversation, he breaks down in tears over an association of words with a pan. Um, because he and his brother live with his grand with their grandma, and their grandma does not like Connie at all because he's like a criminal, and you know he's she's very upset that Connie is bringing Nick into this life. Um, although we don't get that yet at this moment in the film, or just we're basically getting a setting of like okay bad there's this bad home situation um and it's like just the two of them and then their grandma so it's not a very uh stable environment for them in that way <laughs> and connie connie shows up to the to the meeting and he's like what are you doing here let's go get out you know he doesn't like that nick is doing this because i think i think to me the way i see that and we you know we kind of find out from the the actions that he does in the next like 30 minutes of the film is connie likes to have control over his brother because his brother is, you know, is very malleable and he manipulates his brother to do things that, you know, his brother can't even consent to do, you know, and immediately the next scene we see them at a at a bank robbing the bank and his brother's just like, you know, just standing there and Connie's doing all the work and his poor brother has no idea, like, like yeah. what I don't even know if he has the the capacity to even comprehend that what he's doing is illegal and can throw him into prison. <laughs> and that's the weird thing cuz I almost feel like he does. And I think it's just all based off of information that he kind of has the gut relate relationship to. I mean, he's able he I think it's a bit of fear honestly of Connie because he doesn't like wearing the mask um, in the bank. He doesn't want to keep wearing the mask. He kind of goes along with it. And the, the way that he speaks is very, very similar to Connie in that he's been, like, picking up a lot of his slang. I mean, he swears. He has all of that. It's, like, it's stuff that he's been exposed to for a long time. So he's picked up on it. Um, the, um, and, and, like, with an older brother... Um, Looking on him like a, like a role model, um, absolutely, that's gonna rub off. Like anything that Connie does, might manifest itself in Nick's behavior, and like the first reaction, like Connie's whispering to him, "Hey, don't run, 
This cop's gonna turn around. Don't run. Just just stay here with me. You're fine. First thing he does is does is run. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that that fear of Connie is superseded by fear of cops. And I feel like that's something that Connie is in, uh, like instilled in him from a young age. If the cop talks to you, don't talk back. Mm-hmm. And now Connie's in his sweet talking phase where he can just, you know, spin a tail and get out of anything. It's a change, and I, I don't think that Nick is ready for that. No. No. And, you know, props to Benny Safty for that performance of Nick. I mean, we don't really see him much on screen, but what we do, he's really, really good. Um, uh, so, props to him. He's a great actor. I wasn't expecting to see him in the movie, I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> They put the camera on him in like the first shot. I'm like, wait a minute here. <laughs> well, this is one of those movies, huh? But I mean, he's barely in it. He's in it for what, like a combined screen time of like five minutes? Yeah, it's probably like 10 minutes, something like that. It's yeah. not long. Yeah, it's mostly Robert Pattinson. And I think this is one of his best performances in his career. If not the I best. Think- I haven't seen The Lighthouse yet. And I know that's like probably considered his best, but of the ones that I've seen, I think this is his best. Have you even seen the Twilight movies? Yeah, I have, and I regret it. Okay, there we go. I haven't seen the okay. Twilight movies. At least he's had the experience. That's yeah, what matters. Twilight films suck. They're <laughs> so bad. Oh, hot take. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Should have oh. seen that. That's not really a hot take, is it? I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Robert Panson, like, you know, if you didn't know he was English and you watch this film, yeah, you'd probably think, oh, he's probably from New York or whatever. You know, that's how. Uh, how. In... Coaching. <laughs> what? It's dialect coaching. I know, but yeah, but also the 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 acting too, like his behaviors of his character, yeah, and the decisions he makes. I mean, obviously that's writing, but like he gets really into it, um, and you can tell that he was like having fun making this film with the with the Safties. But uh, you know, we can, <laughs> we can get into his character because he's a he's a wild one. Oh boy, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he went on a good time, that's for sure. Not really. It did not end in a good good time. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep track. I, I really wanna see how many times you make the pun this episode. Yeah, because you're the you're oh. the one that always makes puns, so you know, yeah. change it up for once. Yeah, people getting whiplash in this episode. What the heck? <laughs> Ted Gum. So, um, you know, so we see Connie. They rob the bank. They get dye packs in the bag while they're in their getaway car. Uh, dye packs go off. Driver crashes. He gets like knocked out in the car in the crash. And they freaking leave. They run out of the car, go to a Domino's, and. <clears throat> 
you know, <laughs> Connie's like trying to clean up his brother. And then they get cleaned up. And then um, they're walking. And as we said, as you said, the cops show up and his brother just runs. Nick just bolts it. And so that yeah. starts an ensuing chase. And Connie, like, doesn't really help his brother up. He just keeps running. He's just like, come on, come on, Nick, let's go. And his brother's, like, stumbling. He's, like, running into people. And then he he literally just runs straight through a glass pane and knocks himself out. So he gets caught. His brother's gone at this point. And, like, I can't, I just can't. I just feel so bad for Nick, you know? It's like this poor dude, he has, he's being thrown into this. And yeah. it's sort of like he's forced. He's forced to be thrown into this situation where he doesn't even belong there. You know what I mean? And he's like just being, you know, dragged along for the ride. And yeah. he's feeling the consequences of his brother's actions because he's the one that goes to jail. He gets beat up in jail. He's like, you know, in this bad situation where he shouldn't even be there to begin with. You know what I mean? And his brother is just like, peace out, bro. I, I'll get you out, which he attempts. He attempts to do that. And the various ways he does that are both. I mean, it's. On one hand, he's like, he's very quick on his feet. Oh, like, yeah. he's very clever. He's a very clever guy. Agreed. But he's also just like. I don't know it with the, every decision he makes it's just going he's just digging himself in a hole that is uh just going straight to the core of the earth <laughs> it's like um he's asking himself or he's got that that arrogance a degree of self-confidence to say ah oh, this is per the perfect plan I can talk us out of this how can this possibly backfire it backfires who could have seen this coming? Well, I'll do this to get us out of this mess. How could this possibly backfire? And then it backfires again. Like, <laughs> he definitely thinks of actions, but uh, he d I don't think that he contemplates the consequences of his actions, uh, which, which puts him in a, a lot of the situations he finds himself in. Like, yep. and I, I, I do think that Again, like this one has a, a more solid message, uh, or at least something that you can draw about, you know, responsibility for wrongdoing. Who is responsible? Are we going to uh, discuss the class system, intellect, mentality, uh, youth, age, you know, however we want to discuss that? Like, I really, really loved the, the end, end credit scene as like a way to get that message across. Because, I mean, Connie is clever, but because he, he's the puppeteer, he's the one pulling all the strings. That's that's his thing. So, like, yeah, it, it is messed up that Nick ends up being the one behind bars. And, you know, props to him for, you know, wanting to bust his brother out of the hospital and the prison and all that stuff. But like, 
you could have just not or, been fine with the cash in the cash box. You could have not needed all sixty five thousand immediately. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like. Dog, you're scribbling on a notepad saying, no, thank you. Please give me all of it. <laughs> and then and then you're expecting that'll just work? By the way, he says he's armed. I never see an arm on either of them. I, I don't think they have guns. No, no, definitely he not. Never pulls he lied. It. He lied. Yeah. I love that choice. Yeah. I love that. I oh that says so much about who he is because yeah. it's it's I will do whatever I can to gain control over this situation over you yeah. the bank teller mm -hmm. and gosh that's good chef's sure <laughs> kiss yeah and it's like yeah because he does that he does that like power move. I mean, the most shocking one, which comes, like, midway through the film. Because, you know, they his brother gets caught. He's trying to, um... He goes to, like, the bail bonds guy that he knows. Yeah. He gives him the cash that wasn't, like, destroyed in the... <laughs> with the die pack. And he's ten grand short of the bail, to making bail. And so, uh... He goes to his girlfriend, I presume, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. Yeah. Her See, mom. How you presume you've seen this several times. Well, yeah. yeah that, I mean, I assume, I, mean. It's, I assume it's her, his, his girlfriend or some lover. Yeah. In the, in the taxi, there, she's, she's looking at like resorts in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, for them to go on or for them to go to for vacation. Because yeah. her mom is like pretty wealthy, yeah. and um, so he just asks her to use her mom's card to pay for the remaining ten grand. And when I mean card, I mean credit card, not like debit card. <laughs> Sugar mommy, ten grand. Ten Sugar grand mommy in law credit card. That's absurd. One payment too, just like that. Boom, ten k. For yeah, I, yeah, that's a lot of money. I'm just yeah. imagining what that is to me right now, and that is like, <laughs> I think that is most of my savings <laughs> yeah, right now. That is not ton. good. Yeah, it's a ton of money. So, uh, yeah, so basically, <laughs> it's like begging her and she reluctantly says yes they go to the bill bonds and the card gets declined and so he finds out that his brother's being held at a hospital he goes to the hospital and he this, this is like one of the clever moments that he has where he doesn't know where his brother is in the hospital and he's like he asks one of the nurses there or whatever some guy at the cafeteria that works there and he says something about his dad who isn't there. And he's like, yo, they got a cop next to my dad's room on the fifth floor. And uh, the nurse is like, 
that shouldn't be happening. All the prisoners are on the sixth floor. God. <laughs> I was like, dude, that guy, that's smart. That's smart. Got to yeah. have it. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, Gets fired immediately after that. <laughs> That guy's not working at the hospital anymore. No way. No way that he would get fired for that. There's no way. I mean, they wouldn't find out, but also, like, I mean, dude. How was that a fireable offense? I mean, I guess it's not fireable. I guess not because it's the hospital guarding, uh, hosting prisoners. But, like, it's like it's like you go to the museum curator and you say, oh, gee, that sure is a beautiful diamond. Yeah, it is. And the security system around it only turns off for a five-minute period from 2.55 a.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> It'd be a real shame if someone were to show up in that amount of time to uh, steal it. <laughs> mm. Or what about HIPAA? Would that even be a HIPAA violation? It could be. I don't know. I don't know enough about medical law to speak on that yeah i don't i don't know i doubt it yeah i don't i don't think it is no i'm not sure i don't know i'm not sure but mckenzie's telling me that it's not so i i trust her opinion on that yeah she worked at a hospital so it's well (laughs) but anyways he finds (laughs) out where his brother's being held (laughs) Like, dude, oh my god, this scene is so I don't know, it's so tense. And this is part of the reason why I love the safety so much is because the stakes, I mean, they're pretty high, but just like the music, and you know, shout out to Own Hatrix, Point Never, or however you say that first word. He released a new album too, by the way. So check that out. Um, because I gotta listen to that. But anyways, you know, the music and all the close-up, because they utilize close-ups so well. Uh, and they use a lot of them. But it never gets um, tiring. But it has, it, you know, its intended effect is to be like, there's something un- uneasy about it. And... The way that they use them alongside with the editing that they, the editing techniques that they utilize, it's just like such a unnerving experience to watch. And I think it's more, I think it's executed in, and there's some sequences in this film that are executed better than in Uncut Gems, I think. Yes. Like, especially in the scene. Uh, where we just mentioned, where I just mentioned the bail bond scene, when he's in there and like the secretary, or whatever, and like all of them are talking, and it's just like cutting back and forth to all these close-ups of them, and everyone's talking in the room, talking over each other, and it's just like super hectic and just like, all right, let's chill out here. But this sequence in particular, when he's getting his brother out of the hospital, and and it's just like the music builds and and um i don't know i don't know it, like i there's I something there's something about their directing that is just so i don't know I, they're so good at building tension they're just so good at it 
I do agree with you, and I I I I also agree that 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 this scene is very well done, and I think I have an idea why, as well. So, Connie and Nick are brothers. Ah, relationship. Things that we can relate to. It's family, even if it's not you know a relationship. It's family, and it's it's people that we see in our everyday lives or interact with in our everyday lives. It's people that we've grown up with or spent time with. Everyone's got a family. Everyone's experienced some sort of uh, familial connection. Everyone's got that person, even like best friends who you think of like family. Um, it's that same kind of relationship that helps to build empathy, that helps you want Connie to break Nick out of the hospital. What Uncut Gems doesn't have is any of that. It's one guy's self-destructive behavior. It's like... It's like watching grittier, bloodier hoarders or my six hundred pound life or honey boo boo. It's like <laughs> it's just it's it's watching people make bad decisions over and over and over again, kind of just for the sheer entertainment. Like you watch uncut gems for the same reason you watch Jersey Shore because you kind of just want to people do some random stuff like. No one wants to watch Adam Sandler destroy his life. But, like, you kind of want to watch Adam Sandler destroy his life. Yeah, it's like watching a train crash. Exactly. It's the shot in front of it all. Yeah. But with, in good time, you actually, like, care. <laughs> There's actual relationship. There's actual stakes. There, it's not just, like... Robert Pattinson says, Well, screw my brother. I'm gonna go, um meet up with a hooker, and then we're going to go across state lines, and we're going to shoot a gas station clerk, and then get my cousin <laughs> Vinny in to try me for murder. You know, it, he's not, it's not like, you know, just a series of self-destructive behavior uh, be, without kind of that personal connection. He's got motivation. He's got his brother. There's that familial tie that that makes it just a little bit more nice for any of us who had siblings or best friends or anything like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay if you ever thought <laughs> really took me out if you ever thought we could mention honey boo boo in a cinematic odyssey episode <laughs> that but also like the little yeah he didn't get a hooker <laughs> kill a <laughs> station clerk it took me 41 episodes, but I did it. <laughs> I mentioned Honey Boo Boo on it on an episode. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, I mean, that movie would be boring. That would be a boring movie to watch. Yes, and it came out in 2019 starring Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett. Dude, that is not what happened. It's not boring. And that didn't even happen in the movie anyways. <laughs> and Uncut Gems is not boring. It's so fun to watch. Half of it is watching the Boston when... Celtics. <laughs> Don't you love it when Adam Sandler is getting is in his son's bedroom? He's watching the game on his phone and he's like, Yes. All silent. Don't you love to see that? And his poor son's on his Lightning McQueen car. He's like awake because he's such a bad father. 
<laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, his his gambling habits, his gambling habits had gotten so bad that the you know, as Kendall Roy eloquently put in Succession, the poison drips through. As such as Howard Ratner, the poison drips through to his oldest son, who I forget the name of, as he says, "Yo, I put a fifty dollar bet." Or whatever on the on the Celtics game, <laughs> son's like thirteen. Mm. God, there's no saving you, is there? It's so you've good. Fallen, it's so you've good. fallen down the rabbit hole. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways, what a Con- good time we've had. What a good time we're having. Connie, Connie's having a good time trying to break his brother out of the hospital jail. <laughs> And dude, like that whole scene of him pushing him, getting to that door, the exit door, I'm just feeling I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, please make it, please make it. Am I bad for saying that? No. I'm I'm with you. I agreed. What? Like Oh no, he's broken he's breaking his brother out of the hospital and prison. Put him <laughs> no, back. No, I'm just kidding. His brother's innocent. Yeah, no, his brother's innocent. Uh um, yeah, in Tristan says put Nick Nikas in Rikers Island. This is the expressed written uh stance no, no, of the cinematic not. Odyssey host, Tristan Rodriguez. Oh, that was bad. No, no. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. No. It's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um but yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the the amount of hoops he jumps through to get his brother out. And then he ends up like not even I don't even know cuz he gets on this bus. That's for, you know, patients to go home. And. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, um. It, it, it just, he, I, I, I mean, the thing he does next, it's just like I mean, absurd. If I may, like segueing into that, what you're about to talk about, because I, I know what you're about to talk about. The, like, anywhere from the bus all the way up to the moment that you're referring to, that I have, it it was not stressful for me. And it's mostly because I had the utmost confidence in Connie to be able to do literally whatever he wanted. Oh, no, same here. Yeah, same here. He could talk anybody into doing anything for him. And it would completely work out. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting anything to go wrong up through to what you're referring to, which I'll let you take that in he's, right he's now. Got, Ani has plus 10 uh, rhetoric skills, plus 10 uh, charisma. <laughs> yep. That's what he's got. He, that's, that's all he invested in when he was born. Or his parents was like, skill tree, max out. Charisma max out <laughs> rhetoric skills, <laughs> but let's. But you know, as the counterbalance, 
obviously you know no 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 skill points to the uh good decision making or critical thinking skills uh yeah. section <laughs> l <laughs> pure instinct anyways, anyways so you know he he goes back to this house that there was a a late older lady and her husband i presume uh, from the hospital that they that he met on the bus, he knocks on their door. She lets him in, and uses her phone to call her uh, her girlfriend or his girlfriend. My bad, his girlfriend. And you know they have to wait till like like five in the morning or something till they can get picked up. Something they they have to stay the night basically there at the house. And the lady, uh, very nice, very kind. Allows them to stay in one of the rooms. Uh, so props to her being very kind to do that and very trusting. Um, <laughs> Wait. Many people would do that, but props to her. Yeah. Anyway, so she has like a granddaughter who's 16. And I guess you can kind of get where I'm going at now. Uh, yep. <laughs> so... He... He dyes his hair, and they're sitting on the couch, and they're watching TV, and they're watching Spike TV. They're watching, like, Cops, I think, or whatever. And They're watching the news. <laughs> well, before they get to the news. I mean, you're right. They they are. They're, they're watching Spike, and he's like, I can't wait to see how they justify, like, a woman, they tackle the lady, and she end up stabbing herself like she fell on her own knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they changed the channel on the news. <laughs> and then the, then the news, breaking news. So Nicholas Nikas, Connie Nikas, on the run. And <laughs> he leans over and starts kissing her. Yep. Oh, my Lord, dude. Like, what? Like, that's the first thing he thinks of. Not even like, hold on, let me explain myself. Just straight up, I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to distract you yeah perform a an illegal thing i mean i am gonna be completely honest with you she wasn't gonna listen if he's gonna explain himself he did quite possibly the only move that would have saved his rear end and it just works more to say that this guy is flawed and is problematic and will make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision because the only thing that stops him from like adding another charge of like statutory rape onto his onto his long list of crimes in one week uh do one day is Ray waking up? It is one it's, day. You're right. It's one day. It's one night. It's the same day. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Literally the same you, day. Ridiculous. I mean, like, you've got. I mean, as he says it, armed robbery. But yeah, armed it's really robbery. Just, it's really just robbery. Um, not like that makes it better. Um. Technically, we could say trespassing. If we want to count dominoes as that being a criminal offense, that's like a misdemeanor. Uh, 
we have almost the sexual assault. Almost. Almost. Um, we have probably a few counts of fraud. Definitely breaking and entering. Definitely, um, like, breaking out of prison is probably a crime of some sort. Or at least taking somebody under police custody is definitely a crime. Uh, more trespassing, more breaking and entering, uh, definitely assault, um, impersonating a police officer, though I don't know if, I think that's kind of loose if you want to talk about the security guard. Um, more breaking and entering, possible animal cruelty uh, to that deer or deer put pit bull. Um, <clears throat> and then resisting arrest. Yeah. I feel like that. I, I can't believe I slipped that in just right at the end, but you know. Oh, whoops! Spoiler any? alert. Whoops. <laughs> did I miss any? No, I don't think you did. I mean, possession of unlawful substances, like the drugs. Oh, possession. Yeah, possession. Yeah. Of drugs. I mean, yeah. Drug possession charge. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, he commits crime. He's a crime committer. He's Ken, but if Ken's job was crime, <laughs> crime <laughs> Ken, <laughs> I do crimes. <laughs> crime, <laughs> the beach. I do crime. <laughs> oh boy, my 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 job. My job is crime. I just stand right here in crime. <laughs> Can't go in the water. No, no, my job crime. is just yeah. <laughs> um, For all those who haven't seen the Barbie movie, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, then Connie, or not Connie, his brother wakes up, and surprise, surprise, it's not his brother. It's a random dude. <laughs> That just got out of jail. Literally the day before. He got out of jail the day before. He was yeah. in prison for two years. And he tells his, like, the day, his day, leading up to the moment he got in hospital. He got back, he got into the hospital. And <laughs> that day is chaotic. Because this man, this man got out of jail, met up with his friend, got drunk, got high, uh, and then got in an ensuing police chase because his friend's plug or whatever, who's selling acid in a Sprite bottle, um, to, <laughs> and he's selling it in an arcade, no less, literally an arcade for children, um, you know, hey. Get the bag, bro. Get the bag. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Anyways, he's selling, you know, selling that acid. And um, the police show up. They start a chase. They throw the bottle in a, like, carnival ride or whatever, festival ride, like a haunted ride. They stash yeah. that, stash the cash. He runs away, gets in a taxi. 
And then the taxi driver's like freaking out. And um he's gonna he's driving him to a police station to turn him in. And the dude jumps out the car and now he's here in a stranger's house <laughs> with a stranger on his on top of him telling him to be quiet to calm down. <laughs> and he's like He's all beat up. He has a giant black eye. <laughs> the dude is like the dude has had the worst 24 hours. <laughs> I want to be sympathetic. I'm totally not. Like, I, I don't I don't care about this guy. Like, at all. I mean, like... <laughs> it would be an absolute jerk. If I ever ran into this guy in public and I feel I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't really feel bad about it. Mostly because I don't feel as though I would ever encounter him. Yeah. I mean, like that's true. I don't think I would either. But like, I, uh, I, there's something about the way that Ray is portrayed and written that just makes me think, God, if I'm ever, associating with a uh, a guy like that who again has dealt with all the same probably very very similar upbringing to connie and nick i'm probably going down the wrong way because <laughs> this guy has got his lsd in a sprite bottle what's well, singularly not his though I mean, if you want to go on the technicality that, okay, yeah, he's got LSD in a Sprite bottle, but it's not his LSD. He's just moving it for somebody else. Like, if you want to die on that technicality, go for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, frankly. <laughs> like, he... Like... At that point, I'm a drug dealer. Might as well just go go all in and start like selling crack, because you know if you're gonna sell drugs and gonna do something illegal and gonna like get caught for it, might as well just go for go for it all and make a lot of money beforehand. <laughs> like, and and then then I enter my uncut gem story where I am now selling crack and betting on the Celtics whilst in my son's Lightning McQueen bed. And you know, that's not really, <laughs> not really how I want to spend the rest of my life. The dude doesn't even sell crack. I know he doesn't. No, he sells acid, and LSD, he and, sells and jewelry. Oh, he does sell jewelry. That's right. I forgot about that part. That's like the main. <laughs> He's a jeweler. Oh yeah, I just do acid on the side. No, oh, you talking about Ray or you talking about Howard? Ray. Oh, Ray. I think no, I was Howard. Did I you mentioned Howard, Howard is one of my my self-destructive choices. Yeah, yeah. No, Ray is not a jeweler. He's not a jeweler. No. No, he's just a dude that got out of prison after being in there for 2 years for doing God knows what. I don't know what, but I'm going to I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> going to take a wild guess. And I'm going to say it was selling drugs. <laughs> I'm just like 
we're laughing. Like, this is the issue that they're bringing up, like, this cycle of repeated offense due, due to class and all that. Like, but he was probably in there for selling drugs. Do you, do and you then he breaks up, he gets drugs. That's crazy. Cab, and he can't get a cab because he doesn't have any money. And so he's got to immediately go back to selling drugs to get some money. <laughs> How else? Who's going to hire him? And he just got out of jail, you know? Of course he's going to celebrate. I mean, you know what I mean? Who's going to hire him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know, yes. He celebrated by taking drugs. But that's, you know, whatever. It's his prerogative. <laughs> well, it is. It's his prerogative. But, um, yeah. Anyways, so this dude wakes up in the stranger's home, and he's freaking out, rightfully so. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" I'm just thinking, "No way, that's not even his brother." Great, now what? Now what? <laughs> now what is Connie gonna do? He's screwed. Connie's screwed. Yeah. You know, now he doesn't have his brother. He can't get out. He can't leave. So the next, the the best idea he comes up with is like, all right, let's uh, let's go back to the hospital. And uh, he dyed his hair, which, I mean, doesn't really hide his identity because his face is very easily recognizable. I mean. <laughs> If you wanted to like change up his face to make him look less recognizable, maybe shave the beard. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I don't know. Anyways, they go, they get in the the '92 Accord. I think it's a '92 Accord. <laughs> Sick car, by the way. You know, I was I was thinking, I was like, dude, if you put some money into that. And you made it look nice. You can make that thing look nice. I'm telling you right now. It's a it's an underrated it's an underrated car. Ninety two Accord, like those ninety Accords. I don't know what generation that is. I think that's like the second generation or third. But dude, those are some. I love the boxy lines of that car. But anyways, that's a side tangent. Uh, back to the movie. They go to White Castle. Big L. <laughs> You go to White Castle. You know, there's probably a McDonald's. Why don't they just go to McDonald's? Don't you know how many sketchy things happen in McDonald's? None. McDonald's are pillars of their community. We'll go to White Castle for that community. stuff. Gosh. White Castle? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Isn't that a movie? Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Connie and Ray go to White Castle. <laughs> Connie and Ray and and Crystal. Crystal High tags jinx. along. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Ray explains his whole life story in the past day. And Connie's like, all right, let's go get that bottle and the money. So they go to the theme park or wherever. Yep. And, and they get caught by the security guard who's working there. They beat him up. Or I should say Connie beats him up. Yep. And they drag him into the ride that they 
that they found the bottle in. The cops show up. Connie's like, oh boy. Um, oh, and by the way, the security guard, I think, is from, is the same guy that does I'm the Captain now from Captain Phillips. Right? Ooh. Same actor. That's a decent bet. I'll look. I'll check. Pretty sure. Keep going, though. Um, but yeah, Connie, uh, Connie takes him out, beats him up quite considerably. <laughs> and then the cops show up. He takes his clothes, his security guard clothes, very quick on his feet, quick on his feet. Uh, gotta say. And then, um, Ray just hides and he gets the cops to leave. And before, <laughs> let me just say this. And th- this is a conversation I had with Mackenzie because we watched it together. And Ray takes the bottle of acid and like pours a metric ton of acid in this guy's mouth. And he's knocked out, by the way. He's unconscious. Can you OD on acid? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't I don't think I mean it is the same actor, by the way. Um I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't think you can OD on acid. Yeah, I mean you shouldn't do too much of it. You shouldn't yeah. attempt <laughs> to find out if you can overdose on LSD or acid. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean he probably had a terrible trip, like a horrible yeah. trip. Because <laughs> dude, this dude, when the cops pick him up, because the, the cops think he's one of the dudes that broke into the theme park. Poor guy, dude. I gotta say, poor security guard. Like, dude gets his face knocked in, and then gets a ton of acid poured in his mouth. He gets dragged away by the cops. Yeah. I mean, I know eventually the you know the cops will f- figure out like, oh wait, this guy is employed, he's innocent, like he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, eventually, but like, how long will that take them? How long will it take them to figure that out? Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, when he wakes up, he's like tweaking all. <laughs> I th- I don't know why. I don't know why that was so funny to me when they pick him up and he's like tweaking hard. He's like making these like squeaking, like squeaking noises. It's like screeching noises. I don't know. Something so funny about that to me. Yeah. I mean, the thing that sticks out to me way more about it is just Connie's complete unscrupulous behavior. Because the look yeah. that Crystal gives him when she's being brought in by the cops and she sees him in the security out, out, uh, outfit and he's not going to say a thing to stop her getting arrested, basically, and taken downtown. Or, I guess, as the, as the kids say. Um, but, like, that look of utter betrayal on her face of how could you is just fantastic. Um, because it, it it that really is is a moment where you kind of are like, does Connie really care to 
rescue his brother because of sentimentality and and genuine desire for his brother or is this more of a selfish well my brother's mentally handicapped we can use him as an excuse for people to feel bad for us so then people can trust us so then we can do more crime like that feels to me a way more likely possibility and path for the character to go down because i mean there's a lot of fun in exploring just the worst things you can do as people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you bring up an interesting point because, like, you know, you see the things that Connie does throughout the entire film. Because <clears throat> at this point, he's like stooping lower and lower and lower and lower with every single decision he makes. Um, and obviously, the eventual end is either he dies or he gets caught. Um, there's no other option or other, you know, eventual result from these actions that he's taking. And yeah, I mean, does he really want to change? Is he? No, I mean, I think he has a capacity to change, but like, he's not going to change. No. And yeah, I think you're right in the fact that he does use his brother in that way to kind of siphon out sympathy from a lot of people that he comes in contact with. Um, but like, and I mean, it goes so far as to like literally get his brother into jail, you know, with the way that he treats him. Like he, he says to his brother, like, Oh, I love you. You know, you're, you're doing so great. Like, you know, I, 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 I'm the one that, truly cares about you your grandmother she doesn't care about you like she's trying to take you away from me like planting these like seeds in his mind in nick's mind to make him dependent on connie and it's horrible because nick literally does not have the capacity to even uh like think for himself in that way because of his of his disability and that makes it more insidious. Because mm-hmm. it's like beyond just manipulating him. It's just straight up like molding him to kind of be his pawn in a way. Absolutely. And that's why I think the ending of the film packs a lot more of a punch for me. Particularly like like skip the showdown. Skip everything in, in the apartment. Um, I mean... Nick in the class with all the other developmentally disabled folks, like that is, like that is great. What a what a scene, and then like the overlay of the end credits song, which Iggy Pop contributed to, by the way. Fun fact: read the oh. credits. Um, but. Like li- listening to the kind of questions that they're they're mentioning, um, cross the room if you've ever lied. Like not only does he buy into the exercise, like he he Nick gives the trust into the instructor and his psychiatrist, but he's also you know admitting negative things about himself and his association, like. I've lied, I've done something wrong, I've stolen, been mad at a family member. Now, whether that's Connie or Grandma, who's to say, but 
he's aware of at least what things that he has done and things that he has felt. And there's that growth a little bit. That's just sort of like now that Connie's been arrested, there's kind of hope for a better Nick. Yeah. Which I liked. And it's also, you know, it gave me more of a point, like how much of, how much of this again, like going back into, I mean, cycle of poverty. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, we did. We talked about it with Moonlight. We talked about it with Parasite. We talked about it with um, City of God, uh, Lion. You know, it's all based on how you're brought up, the situations that you're around. Maybe it's the 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 place that you live. Maybe it's the people that you surround yourself with. Here, it's your family, as well as you know the people that you surround yourself with. Is your family they're bringing you up or tearing you down. Yeah. And perpetuating that cycle by making sure that you also cannot, you know, improve. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And because Connie is a. Is, there's like a term for that type of person. I mean, yeah, he's self-destructive, but like he he's destructive to people around him like a i don't know what you would call that type sociopath i mean i don't think that's the right word no no not a sociopath yeah i guess a narcissist but he is a narcissist but like i don't know there's a i'm pretty sure there's a term for this i mean i wouldn't call him type a but i don't think that's the one you're looking for i don't know but either way he's He's certainly not a healthy presence in anyone's no. life. Because anyone who comes in contact with him, their lives worsen. As we see with, you know, Ray and um, Crystal, uh, his girlfriend, and his brother, most importantly. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, you know. It's a good time though to watch him <laughs> blow up. <laughs> I cannot believe you just did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't worry, last one. That's the last one. That was the last that was, one. That was four. That was really good. <laughs> that was really last... good. <laughs> that was the last one. Um. And one th one last thing I want to mention about Connie, uh, and it's like a very enlightening moment for his character. I mean, it, not an enlightening moment for his character in the moment. Like for us as the audience watching, we're like, okay, yeah, you're literally talking about yourself. Is when he's going on that little rant to Ray in the apartment. And he's listing all these things that Ray is like apparently like, but he's not. He's just projecting his own like insecurities on Ray. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's you. <laughs> that's you, dude. <laughs> it's literally you. Um Yeah, and then we see him get caught by the police and we see Ray attempt to, to escape. Which is dumb. 
I don't know why. I mean, I get, I get that he didn't want to go back to jail, which he probably would have. I understand that fear, but I think he would have gotten caught anyways because the cops see him from the outside because he scales the building. So the cops see him. They know where he is. So he's not, like, escaping or anything. And then he falls off to his death. Yep. <laughs> he literally loses grip and falls. So. It's, it's, the, it's the crime equivalent of slipping on a banana peel. Just falling off a ledge. Yeah. It, nah. And I'm like, well, you know, there goes that. I'm, I'm so glad they didn't show his body. No, I don't. No, they would never. I don't. The Safties aren't. I don't think they're not like that kind of a director. I don't think they're really interested in showing that sort of stuff. I mean, end of uncut gems. But okay, yes, yes. I mean, that one was necessary, but also like, I mean, that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, do you like it more than Cut Gems? Yes. Not okay. You do, but okay. What would you rate out of a five five stars? On I, I have put thought into this serious thought and contemplation. I'm going three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, that's not terrible. Uncut Gems, I think for me was either a two or two and a half. So, Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's sane. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i just i just had a i had a better time with good time you know what i'm saying you are tempting me do it no i need a handful. i can't i need I can't. a handful i said that was the last time i can't do it again oh ah you see there's the principle that we're looking for <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh boy indeed but yeah um I mean I love it it's a great film go watch it um you know can't recommend it enough and it's it's fairly short it's an hour and 40 I mean it's not terribly long no, and it goes, I by, it goes by pretty quickly. I mean, it doesn't. It's not a very. It's not a film that feels long. No, you know, given the directing, the editing, it's like a pretty fast-paced film. Um. So yeah, I would definitely, definitely go watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, a um, lot, lot of new A twenty-four movies on Canopy. If you're an academic, if you're a student, if you uh, want to do that, like you can. I think you get an uh, free access with a library card. Yeah, uh, a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That's the place to go for a yeah. lot of new A twenty four. Um, I I love it. That's where good time is right now. Yeah. Canopy um, is great. Yeah, yeah, and other like I mean other big piece of big news like, I mean you can definitely support A twenty four neon all that stuff like watch Triangle of Sadness, watch um, I'm trying to think uh, past lives everything everywhere all at once um. Lady Bird, uh, every A24 that we've discussed, because the strike is over, at least for the writers. Not yet for the actors. Yeah. And but the writers were able to agree on a good deal for them. 
Have they voted yet? Uh, I believe they're. I believe they're in in the process of signing it. Um, okay. But they they've come to a, the, the tentative agreement that like answers a lot of the prayers. So like writers now get residuals based on success of the show, rather than it being like a a two cent check about the one episode you wrote for Breaking Bad. Now, depending on how well the episode does or how well the show does. So, like, if you're writing the one-hit wonder for Netflix, if it gets 100 million views in that first week and then never again, you get paid as a result yeah. of those 100 million views. Yeah, because apparently the, uh, yeah, they got, they got more than they asked for, right? They got better, uh, they got better things than they initially asked for, I believe. More than they, I, w- I would say more than they expected. Yeah. Absolutely. Which but, is great. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's- good, good for them. Good for them, because they deserve it. They deserve that and more, I would say. But you know, it's it's great Absolutely. news. Unionize, baby. It works. Unions work. Good WGA. You know, uh, you know I mean, you're next. The strike. I mean, the strike isn't over technically because you know SAG after is still striking. Right. But I think after this deal, I think uh, that strike will end soon. Yes, definitely. Probably. Before the end of this month, probably. Yeah, well, it's the first day of the month, or the third day of the month, or whatever whatever day it is. October 1st. What day is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as of recording, yeah, you got a whole month for that prediction to be valid. (laughs) I I I hope my prediction's right. I hope. I hope so too. Yeah, but yeah, big, big, uh, big, big win, big ups for them. Love to see it. You love to see it. I mean, this is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't know what we're gonna watch next week. We'll get there, you know. Yeah, cross the bridge. We'll cross that bridge. <laughs> Although we do, we do know at least we do know because we're coming up on our fiftieth episode soon. We we do have an idea of like filmmakers that we do want to cover. Uh, those being Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah, uh, Wong Kar Wai, and Igmar Bergman, who we yep. haven't we haven't even talked about a film of his yet. So we'll right. be doing those um, in this space of time when we get to number 50, which is pretty yeah. crazy. We're at, we have almost had a year of doing this. That's insane. I think, I think we're about to hit a year because our first episode I was, what, October 13th? Yeah, it was, it was mid-late October, I think. Yeah. Check. I'm pretty sure it was mid-October. What? It's like October thirteenth or or ninth, something like that. Uh, let's see. It was October eighteenth. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then the second one was the twenty first. Yeah, that was uh, licorice pizza. It was Jojo. Jojo Rabbit. Okay, and then it was Uncut Gems. And then licorice pizza. Licorice pizza, and then Ladybird. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what six was though. That's Parasite. I have the list in front of me. Oh, okay, okay. Because we did Parasite and ran. And then hey, we did Tar dude, Triangle. What? Wow, that's crazy that that was that long ago. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Royal Tenenbaums was in there. Yep. Wow. One year. What was your favorite episode of the uh, Cinematic Odyssey? Let us know at odyssey.of.cinema on Instagram. Yes, hit us hit us up. Tell us. Tell us. How about uh, that? You know, we'd, we'd like to know to kind of follow more of that, that energy, that vibe that we brought to that episode, whatever that may be. Indeed. We'll replicate. Yeah. What's that? I said we'll just replicate uh, what you like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hear nothing if not shills and sellouts to what you people enjoy. <laughs> shills and sellouts to what you enjoy. <laughs> there is no corner of my heart. There is nothing I would do if not. There is no part of myself I wouldn't sell out. To make you like me. Please like me. <laughs> hey, Anyways, we're trying to be yeah. the best and most popular film podcast in the world. Okay, so, you know, you know, we try to, we're trying to build the listener base. So tell your friends, tell your family. We're trying to surpass Blank Check Pod with David Sims and... I forget the co-host name. I, I know his name starts with... I know his first name is Griffin. I forget his last name, though. The reason I know David Sims is because I follow him on Letterboxd. Um, and then The Stacks. And uh, there's another popular film podcast that I forget the name of. Um, but yeah, we're trying to surpass those guys, you know? So... Give us those listens. But anyways, you know, for those that have been listening for well over a year now, or almost a year, we appreciate every single one of you. You guys are the best, seriously. Um, I know we could probably be unbearable sometimes, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean a little bit, but you know. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, no, seriously though, for all, for all those uh, dedicated fans out there, thank you so much uh, for for being loyal and, and listening every week. Although this, you know, despite our long period of time where we weren't uh, posting much during the summer, uh, thanks for sticking with us. You know, during that period of time and uh, being patient. Um, hopefully, you know this this second year will be. Even better, but you know we'll get there when we get there because we're not at two years yet or one year yet. We're almost there, so we'll. I guess we'll go into a more detailed shout out. <laughs> yeah, temper expectations. <laughs> yeah, at episode fifty or whatever. Indeed. Do a little, do a little uh, celebration, celebration bonus episode. Oh yeah, special episode, special episode. There we go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we don't have a list for today, unfortunately. Very sorry. Um, yeah. Next week, though, we'll think about one because we didn't think Absolutely. about that this week. Um, and yeah, we'll 
you'll you'll be surprised for next episode. It's my pick. Cool. So, you know, given that it's my pick, it's going to be something eclectic and uh, obscure and probably foreign. <laughs> so prepare yourselves. Um, <laughs> either that or a PTA film. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, who knows? Anyways, but um, yeah, so. We'll see what I got got cooking, what I got in store for us. But uh, thank you for listening. This has been the Cinematic Sea here on United Two. Uh, good time forever. <laughs>